yo, yo, yo. You listen to the Half Right Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Half Right Podcast. You are joined by Rakia and Fonz. Fonz, how did you enjoy Elimination Chamber last night? I just want to start off by saying Max is ducking once again. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I like the Elimination Chamber. I thought it was a good pay-per-view. I mean, you know, these roads to WrestleMania, like the pay-per-view before um, Mania, um, between, you know, the Royal Rumble and Mania is always like hit or miss. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's either going to be really good or not so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but last night, I enjoyed the matches. I enjoyed the storylines. I feel like both of the chambers were good chambers. I'm not going all-time great, but, you know, very good chambers, Um, in my opinion. I really enjoyed the men's one a lot. Um, We'll get to, you know, reviewing and who looked great and stuff like that. But overall, it was enjoyable TV. All right. I mean, for me, there were some spots, especially when we get to the mixed tag team match, there were some spots and and even the Brock and Bobby. I was just like, "Mm, okay, looking. And even the final match, there there were some hits and misses for me. But uh, let's go ahead and start off with what opened the show, which was the Women's Elimination Chamber match for the number one contendership for the Raw uh, Women's Championship. Um. We had Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, Carmella, and the winner, Asuka. Across the board, we said Asuka was going to win. Asuka mm-hmm. was obviously the right person. Yeah, there was no one that uh, win. Uh, there any, was. Any... I mean, Raquel, people were saying Raquel, but I would like to see Hill Raquel versus Bianca, but Asuka was the right person to win for sure. I feel like after Mania, um, I want to see Raquel get that. You know, after Mania, you know, they like creating new stuff. I want to see Raquel get a big badass hill push because um, mm-hmm. i believe she's phenomenal um i like the way they eliminated her in the chamber like you you have to when people lose like that i'm never going to be mad you know why you protected them right you protected them right it gives me vibes from the year um the edge attacked kofi to get into the chamber and um cena took all those moves mm-hmm. and if you if you're really committed to a superstar that's what you have to do you have to, you know, make them, make their loss seem big. Like, it took all these moves. It didn't take one. It took two. You know, it took all. It took two people pinning someone, you know, to really, you know, knock her out. Um, so, like I said, I enjoyed the Women's Chamber. Um, it was good. The right woman won. won the woman that we all picked won. And um, I think Oscar and Bianca it's going to be some fire, man. It's going to be some fire. I'm rolling with the EST, but, you know, this is the biggest threat to her reign so far, in my opinion. I would say so. I would for sure say so. A lot of people, you know, they have their thoughts on Bianca Belair saying that, you know, they keep booking her as like this underdog. It's kind of like what they did with Cena. That's like the best comparison, you know, about how Cena's like, I'm always going to fight and I'm always going to do what's right type of thing. And Bianca's like that same that same type of vibe and I know a lot of people are like why do they keep booking her as the underdog but you think you think you think um you do you think the crowd will like turn on her no I don't think I think Bianca is so over with the crowd she would have to do something crazy for them but you know what like like one of my favorite like championship reigns of like you know the modern era was CM Punk's because he spent like half of it as a face 
and the other half of a hill is a hill. So right. I love when people turn as champions. Like the title, you know what they say? Like the title changes you. It makes you a different person. So when the title changes a good person to a bad person or vice versa, like it's the most logical thing to me. Like, But if she's going to be battling Oscar, I don't think it's right for her to have like that. No, 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 no. You know, I, don't see, I, don't, I don't see if I don't see Bianca turning anytime soon. I'm just saying, you know, if her run was to continue, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like if, I wouldn't if we mind it. We've seen we Bianca moved, as a heel. I yeah, I, we've never really gotten her as a heel on the main roster. Um, but, you know, I'd be excited to um, see her and what she can do as a heel on the main roster. So, I mean, you want to get into reviewing these matches? We could talk about some news at the end. Oh, yes, news. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar was up next. So we started off on a high note, and then we went to Bobby versus Brock. I did not like how that match ended. Um, Very much shades of round two of them. I I did not. I wasn't a fan. Wasn't a fan. We said that it was going to end in no contest, uh, that it being a draw. It was a DQ. That was the thing that I was looking for. That's the word I was looking for uh, when I gave the prediction, a DQ, a disqualification. Yeah, DQ, no contest. So I think we just call it uh, the same. So, yeah. But by disqualification, Bobby was the winner there. And then on SmackDown, Bray Wyatt was like, Bobby, Brock, whoever wins, I'm coming after you. And I'm just like, mm, how does this how does this really match up? So I don't I don't I don't know who necessarily Bray Wyatt's going after. Um but I think they really dropped the ball with this Brock versus Bobby feud. I'm, I'm just not a fan with how it turned out. Not a fan. You think it's over? I'm. I. It's like it was good in the first round, you know, and then there was moments where it's like, okay, where you know, it's like the buildup to the matches is great, but then once you get to the matches, it falls flat for me. And both yeah, round two and round three fell flat for me, and I'm just not a fan. But you gotta look at what type of superstars we're um we're working with here. Meaning, uh, they're two bruisers. You know what I'm saying? Like they just. But you're right. They have underwhelmed. But I also I always feel like Bobby and Brock. They're better when they're working with a different style of wrestler. I feel like their styles are very similar, and they don't mesh very well. Like you're not gonna have Bobby and Brock fight for. They're not gonna put on an instant classic. That's not what the story is, you know. But um. I mean, I haven't hated any of their matches, but like you said, I haven't loved any either. None of them have been like, oh my God, Bobby right. and Brock just put on this incredible match. It's just been, eh, it's there. You know, they come out, they beat each other up, give us some cool visuals, but, you know, nothing else really. You know, the matches have been generic, but I, I was also one of the people who never expected much from them. In a one-on-one match, you know, mm-hmm. it was just like the visual of them fighting against each other. You, right. Some some superstars and some wrestlers, you just you want to see what it's like when they lock horns and when they fight. The one thing I will say about Bobby and Brock when they fight each other, it's 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 wrestling. You know, the outcome is predetermined. Um, they're not really trying to hurt each other. We all know that. But something about Bobby and Brock feels real, and all Brock Lesnar matches feel real. Like they have a um. How you say that word? Authenticity? 
Yes. Uh, yeah, I got it. See, all right. So they <laughs> had that to his matches. So um, I wasn't expecting it to be a five-star classic, but I think that this is just setting up um, a Mania match where they'll end it for good, but it's like the that makes the Bray thing real weird because it's like, where does Bray fit into this? I um, have no idea. When he announced that on SmackDown, I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Like, this is not making any sense to me whatsoever. Yeah, it, it, it made it made little to no sense to me. I have no interest in seeing um Bray and Bray and Brock. I have zero interest in seeing that match. If you think Brock and Bobby, you haven't been interested in those, you're not gonna be interested in Bray. I'm not interested in Bray versus either of them. So him but, uh, putting himself into the mix, it just doesn't make sense. Me as me as well. I, I'm not I, I don't probably get it. I probably will go a little bit more interested with Bobby because Bobby can put on longer matches, but I'm still, it's nothing that I'm like, you know, oh, it, I need to see It's not about the this. length of the match for me, though. It's not about it's the about, length of the match. It's about It's the story. just about storyline-wise. It's not making sense. So because it's not making sense in my head, I can't even conceptualize it. It's just like, it's out of left field. I don't get it. So that's that for that match. We'll see what the aftermath is. Brock yeah. Lesnar behind the scenes was just like shit happens. So that's that. Next up, we had the mixed tag team match: uh, Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. And Beth Phoenix and Max pointed this out as we were watching. He's like, she's not on her A game tonight. Like there was a lot of delay on Beth's part. There was a point where the referee had to visibly stop you know, counting because Beth was behind in breaking up the match. And yeah, so I saw that one. That one looks it's bad. kinda like it's kinda like the audible there where they should have just been like, fuck it, Beth. You're like, you didn't do your job. <laughs> We're just gonna call a play here. Or like it, it, at that point, you know, Finn should have like if Finn in that moment, instead of it looking awkward, Finn being having more ring awareness at that time should have like picked Edge up and like started punching him again to get nah, her that a few that would have looked that would have looked real dumb to give her a few seconds Edge, to like Edge jump back over Edge should have Edge should have kicked out but it's hard for Edge the only person I feel like the blame can be put on in this one is Beth she was late no so I the, know it, but I'm saying being that Beth was late the only thing that would have made sense because that would have made it worse in my opinion what have, were, Finn, Finn picking up Finn Edge. Is, Finn is in the middle of a pin. Why would he in the middle of a pin where he's trying to end the match then start hitting Edge? So it would just look stupid. It's no, but I'm, look it would, it would, I'm not saying that it's the most ideal option, but it doesn't look as stupid as the referee stopping on the count of two and then Beth jumping over. We, we can agree to disagree on that one. Botches happen in wrestling. Botches never make That was angry. a big botch. That was it was a big, a big botch. It, it was a big one, but you know it happens. Beth now is, their shout out to FTR in the end that that finisher that they did that was nice. Yes, and those are their real life friends. They're actually yeah. close with each other. Those were so that, that was that dope. Was a really, that, that was, was really dope. Cool that was dope. Yes. Yes. So overall, I hope that this is you know the end. Edge at the press conference talked about how you know he's gonna be. We're gonna get into the um. United States Championship Chamber match, but we know that Austin Theory won, of course, and Edge is going to be challenging um, Austin Theory. And he said that he would love to retire in Toronto, but he doesn't know what's next. So we'll see if he gets a Mania match. We'll see what happens there. We'll see. 
Yeah, we'll see. Um, but like I said, botches. It was a bad botch and a critical point in the match. But I, I'm gonna give like what they do is so hard. They can't always be perfect. So you know, it was a botch. It's it's out there. You know, as soon as you got Twitter highlights and shit, you know, <laughs> listen, yeah, you, you don't. <laughs> that's how you know you fucked up. But yeah, you know, there'll be another botch on pretty soon. You know, in a big match moment and. You know, we'll go from there. But I think all around it was a good match. It was um, a good match, minus the. Box. I'm happy. It was a good match. I'm happy. I'm happy. Finn, Finn, um, took the pin because you can't have Rhea. I don't think Rhea should have took the loss. Period. Um, this is one of them that I was wrong on. I know. Um, because I picked... it's it's similar to how at Raw Thirty when you had the Street Profits and Seth Rollins take on Gunther and you know Imperium, it was it was good. Is it Gunther? Or is it Walter? Which one is it? It's Gunther, right? <laughs> Why can I never get his name right since it's changed? I'm convinced it's Gunther. Gunther. I'm, having, I'm having a brain fart right now. It's Gunther. Okay. <laughs> so it's like at that Raw 30 match where Imperium lost, but Gunther didn't take the pin. So he yeah, still came okay. out strong. So I, I, I think that it still worked. I think that it still worked. Th- the right person took the pin. The right person took the pin. And let's be honest, Finn is the one that's really screwed over Edge. So let let Finn take the pin. And I just hope that this is over. I don't need to see any more Edge, Beth Phoenix. I don't need to yeah, see I, I could I could do without, but who would you I don't need Edge? to see any more Edge and Judgment Day beef. We can move on. We can move on. Who would you give Edge at Mania then? I don't know. Let's see after this United States Championship match on Raw. If anybody comes out and you know really wants to get gully with Edge. That's been announced as official. Huh? That's been announced as official. Well, Edge said it was that he was going to challenge him, so we'll see. If, if Edge is saying it at a press conference, something has to come of it. But has it been announced as official? No. That's just speculative right now. So speaking of the United States Championship, uh, the Elimination Chamber match had Austin Theory going in as champ, taking on Seth freaking Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. Montez Ford had a great showing in that match. Um, Seth Rollins did what he did. It's all but sure that Seth Rollins is going to be taking on Logan Paul. It's what I put out what we were talking about on the podcast, um, because you may uh, – um... Your opinion on Theory winning made me um switch my pick because I was going with Seth. You were going Logan. with Seth, and I was right. No, no, no. We were both right because you stared my opinion. So my final pick was yeah. Austin Theory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So unless there's some rules on people's <laughs> opinions being stared, we were both. Right. We were both. We were both right. And they did we bring up at the press right conference. Of you. John we Cena. were both right because of you. Yes. So yes. you stare my opinion. I'll, I, I don't I'm glad, I'm glad I was much. right. I'm glad I was right. So they, Austin Theory mentioned, you know, John Cena or whatever. So we'll see if that happens at, um, if that happens at Mania. But what are your thoughts on how Logan Paul interjected himself into the match? Um, it makes me, um, this is what I thought was happening because Seth's been talking real spicy about Logan lately. He sure has. And I feel like, um, you know, the two of them fighting at Mania, it was building because, like, a lot of shit Seth was saying about Logan, I'm like, he can't be this much of a hater. Like, this can't be him talking in real life. And, you know, Seth 
Seth had me fooled for a second because I'm like, yo, maybe he really doesn't like Logan Paul. Um, but I don't. I, I think there's no way. There's no way I'm having Logan Paul beat Seth Rollins. It should not happen. Seth needs to beat Logan at Mania. And then if you want to have him, Logan get a win at, at SummerSlam and get one back. But I do not want to see one of the top superstars in the business losing to Logan Paul. Like him I can't. The Miz, I can't see. I can't see Seth losing two years in a row. I'm not here for that. Yes, I I I second that. I don't I I don't need to see Logan Paul beat Seth Rollins in any world. Now, Seth Rollins, when you look at like Roman Reigns and the wrestling style, Seth Rollins is immaculate in the ring, right? He's so good. And not to say that Logan Paul is not talented in his own right. But it's like, if people were saying there's no way in hell that Logan Paul could beat Roman Reigns in the match that they put on, I'm not saying it's not going to be a good match, but there's no way in the world that you're going to tell me that Seth Rollins is going to lose to Logan Paul. No. No. No! No. <laughs> yeah, I, no. I'm not. I'm not going no, for that I'm shit. No, I'm not thinking on that. I'm not. I'm shit, not you know, that. you never know. Crazier things have happened. Crazier so. things have happened, but I'm I'm root. I'm always gonna root for Seth against uh, any. I'm gonna root for anybody that's fighting Logan Paul. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a Logan Paul fan, so I'm just always gonna root against him. And again, not saying that he has not shown his ability in the ring. I'm not saying he's ass in the ring. Just personally, I'm not a fan, so I'm just gonna root against him. And then last but not least, the main event was Sami Zayn taking on the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. This match, it it felt flat for me too. (laughs) I was expecting more. Not so much the match as it was the ending. Like, I still don't know where Jey Uso stands, right? Uh, Roman loves to just, you know, duff people in the face. That's his thing. Jimmy Uso was on fire. Where the hell is Solo? The Usos weren't even supposed to be in Canada. But I don't Solo know how them, there? Aren't they like aren't they like um aren't they like felons? Well, because of their whole DUIs, they're not supposed to be it's more so Jimmy than Jay. And Jay recently was in Canada for a live event. But Jimmy being there, whatever happened, they got him in. But I I want to know where's Solo. Where the hell was Solo? I feel like it was best that Solo was kept away from all this shit. But Solo is supposed to be the one that just literally takes everybody out. So where was Solo? All right, but think about it. At the end of the night, you don't want Solo out there getting punked by KO. So you leave, send, you leave um, Solo so in the back. So you mean to tell me that Jay Uso got speared so hard that we didn't see him again? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So I, th- th- that's my question. It's fine. You answer the question on where Solo, but where the, what the hell is going on with Jay? Where does Jay stand? Like, I don't, there was nothing that presented itself last night that's making it any clearer for me that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going against the Usos at Mania. Like, it didn't set up last night like that. So I, they, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if that spear is going to be like, 
you know, Jay being like, you know, Sammy, like, you really spared me or whatever. But we know that Roman always makes them take the licks for him. We all know that. Roman took some bumps last night, though. Roman got his ass beat. Don't get me wrong. Roman got his ass beat. But Roman's always pushing somebody in the way. So, I don't know. Mm, Jay Uso, I don't know where you stand. And I don't know how they're going to set up this supposed tag team match. It's, it's easy. Set, it's, I, I it's think it's easy to set up, though, in my opinion. I'm not saying that it's not easy. I just don't know how they're going to do it. Because in my mind, I thought that Jay Uso would have made a decision last night. Again, every time I think I have something figured out in the bloodline, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I am not I, I'm not good on these odds at all. I can pick the winner, sure. But, like, storyline-wise, I have no idea. It's just always wrong. It's all. It's always wrong. It might start the story might start off good, but by the end it's it's not it's not it's not the right decision. It's just not. So that's yeah, that was I mean, I, I I like the match. I think um I think it was good storytelling. Um it was just there for me. You understand what I'm saying? Like I, I can't really write home much. I don't really have that big of an opinion on a match. I loved um you know, Sammy's entrance, um, the near falls that Sammy had. And a lot of people, you know, are upset, but it's like Roman Reigns has carried, you know, the business on his back for over 900 days. Mm. I don't think there was any way that title reign was was ending at Elimination Chamber before WrestleMania. Nice. Like, that's why sometimes internet fans get me so mad. Oh, Sammy should have won. Sammy should have won. And it proves why these people don't book shit because they're they're fucking crazy like why would you have roman reigns your biggest star i heard Meltzer say some shit like sammy's the biggest draw he's a bigger draw than roman now what the fuck are you talking about there's no way in hell and i love sammy zane roman reigns is the biggest star in wwe it's roman reigns the reason sammy and roman's story is so great is obviously because of the work that Sammy has put in, but because he's going against Roman Reigns. Like, I feel like the internet and a lot of people, they don't try to give Roman his just due. Okay, we know he's great now, but there's still naysayers and doubters who are acting like this story is just all because of Sammy's hard work. Roman has played a big part. Those fuck you Roman chants come from Roman's hard work. You understand what Roman I'm saying? Roman is manip- as manipulative as they come. Yes. Okay? Yes. So Roman like, had was... the fans going from cheering him to saying F you. Okay. Roman was getting in the ring saying acknowledge me at one point to booze to then getting cheers to sign saying I acknowledge you. But that's because of Sammy, right? <laughs> And don't get me wrong, Sami Zayn is phenomenal. I'm so happy seeing Sami Zayn in that main event. It warmed my heart. Because Listen, it just goes to show how much can change in a year. From him having that jackass match at WrestleMania last year to getting into the bloodline storyline to then main eventing in his home country of Montreal for the United States, for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Come on. Come on. Sammy Sammy played his part and shout out to Sammy. Yeah, Sammy. 
Sammy was phenomenal last night. I didn't even know Sammy was married until I think you told me a couple weeks ago. Yeah, because I, I told you when I found out, and then his wife was there. So shout- that that moment with Sam with Roman talking to his wife, it's the little things in Roman being a hill. Roman is such an ass. So he's phenomenal. Such an ass. Yes, he's an asshole. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You're you're you're, you're over here literally talking. That's Roman for you. He's going to talk. He's going to talk. Roman loves to talk during the matches. It's like, did they put an extra mic on him? Like, did they put extra mic? There's no one I hear clearer when they're talking shit in a match than Roman. Roman has been talking so much shit in his matches in in these past 900 days. I don't think I've ever heard him talk this much shit. (laughs) Ever. Me neither. He's on a roll every match. I'm I'm the tribal chief. I'm the head of the table. You're beneath me. Like that Roman is just he's on another level. But overall, it it was it was all right for me. It was all right. It was all right. I'm not mean. We ain't gonna write home about oh, this is the greatest pay per view of all time. But I still think Clash at the Castle was really really solid. (laughs) Yes, I think agreed. But um, yeah, that was Elimination Chamber. But switching over to what else happened this weekend, your girl. Mercedes Monet. Yes, let's give her a shout out to match for New Japan at what is it? Battle Battle of the Valley? Is that what it's called? Yes, I believe so. Battle uh, of the Valley. I'm sorry, y'all. You gotta bear with us. We're not really big into New Japan here, but yeah. but you know, she became the IW. Hold on, I want to make sure I get it right. She became the. IWGP Women's Champion beating Kyrie. So on her debut match, WWE would never. They would if Sasha came back. They'd probably give her the belt. No, but I'm talking about for you to be like so new to a promotion and it's your first match and you're going for a title and you're winning. That's what I mean by WWE would never. She's Sasha Banks, so you can put whatever on her. But Mercedes Monet, so happy. Well, I'm sorry. She's Mercedes. Monet. Mercedes Monet. Yes. Her finisher, I'm still trying to like decipher it. It's interesting. Um, I don't know. Like the kick at the end, I don't know if she's supposed to be like kicking in the ribs, if she's supposed to be like connecting like her knee to the head. I haven't like, because it's like a flip move. It's like a, it's like a double thing. She like flips them and then it's like her leg goes up. So I'm still trying to figure out like where exactly that kick is supposed to be landing, but it's an interesting finisher nonetheless um another thing about mercedes is that she's going to make sure that her wig is always on and secure although i wish she would have it a little more secure in her matches because that thing was all over the place last night but she also her entrance was also a tribute um to one of the new japan wrestlers that passed away Mm -hmm. um so that was cool to have that tribute and I think the match, they went almost a half hour. I think it was like 26 minutes. It's not on like YouTube or anything yet. I've checked. I've just been looking at stuff on Twitter, but she's the new champ. So shout out to Mercedes. I'm also, um, yes, we love Mercedes Monet. I'm sorry for calling you Sasha Banks, but my heart's still a little broken that you're no longer in WWE, but I'm I'm happy. Wherever Mercedes Monet goes, I'm, I'm a fan. Um, another thing that I heard or had read online was um, reports. I don't know how you know how valid these are, but 
rumblings of, you know, Kenny Omega possibly, you know, going to WWE when his contract is up. I recently saw that too. I feel like that would be like, how do you, I just want, let me get your thoughts on it first. I, Kenny Omega coming to WWE, for me, I'm just like, all right. (laughs) It's like, if you come over, you come over. Um, I know Kenny Omega is like revered in the wrestling world. Like he's like, oh, Kenny Omega, oh my gosh. Um, I, I I could care I could care less either way. Um, who could he go against when he comes in? You know, of course they could put him in something with Finn. Um, that would be interesting if he comes back along the time that AJ Styles is rehabbing. That'll be interesting too. It's like you go for what you know. And we all know that Michael Cole knows, like, everything when it comes to the wrestling world. His wrestling knowledge is insane. So having Michael Cole call one of Kenny Omega's matches would be great, too. But for me right now, anybody coming in, and I'm just like, all right. Because I'm still looking at the people that Triple H brought back, like, all right. <laughs> so it's like, if he comes over, he comes over. It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter to me either way. It's not like AEW hasn't had him already, so it's, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. I think that Kenny Omega likes the freedom of being able to do whatever he wants, though. So I don't know. I don't know. We thought That's, Cody loved that a lot too. Yeah, but Cody Cody started in WWE. You know that's the that's the difference, and that's what people need to understand. Cody started in WWE as a mid carder. I know the ice. I think, I think you are. I think you are incredibly downplaying. What Kenny Omega coming to WWE with me? No, I'm not downplaying. That's not what I'm saying. You asked me, what did I think? I said, I don't care either way. I, I don't care was... either way if he comes. But you're comparing, <laughs> you started talking about Cody Rhodes, and I'm like, well, that's not the same thing. You know, Kenny Omega, we know Kenny is being on from when I he was brought to my attention as being, you know, this huge star in New Japan. All the stuff that he's done in AEW, having the flexibility to move how he wants. When you're in WWE, you don't have the flexibility to do that. You have to ask permission. It's a whole different system. That's my point. So it's like, you know, Tony Khan is going to be like, yeah, you can go over to Japan. Yeah, you can go over and do this. Which is why people like going over to AEW because there's more freedom. It's not a, you know, ironclad system as WWE is. So for Cody Rhodes, someone that, you know, has his family, is looking for something more stable, and he's done the whole independent scene in his career. Now I it's like going I don't think going to WWE was something more stable for Cody. I think it, it had a lot to do with the money when it came to AEW because okay. AEW okay. was as stable as it can be. Okay, but I mean something more stable as in it's a system that he already knows. The system hasn't changed. He knows the schedule that he's going to be getting. He's not in a, an executive role. He's not trying to get to that status of I have to grind to try to get into the main picture. You proved that already when you went independent. You proved that when you went and did all that stuff in TNA, AEW. You proved that already. You proved the caliber that you can be at. Now that you're back in WWE, you are at the top with Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. You're at the top with them now. That's it. So that's that's the difference that I'm talking about. I don't think that could be really compared to Kenny Omega because Kenny Omega didn't start in WWE. Kenny Omega would be 
are such a gift for WWE. I feel like it would also put the nail, a big nail in the coffin of AEW. And what I like is, see, WWE is smart. They ain't going after everybody in AEW. They go after the big ones. AEW over here snatching any all of WWE's leftovers. Yeah. And did you um see Tony Khan and his beef with Ariel Helwani? I don't understand why he's so pressed. <laughs> I feel like, like Tony Khan, and I know you guys are gonna say, me. "Oh, you you guys are WWE." You know, all you talk about is WWE in your podcast. But Tony Khan is irritating, and Tony Khan says that Ariel is biased. But doesn't that man have Dave Meltzer on his payroll? I'm just saying, he's a hypocrite. Like they- that's. Listen, I get from- he got so mad. <laughs> but you're watching the product, right? Oh, he was just looking at Twitter? You mean to tell me Tony Khan's not watching WWE product? He's watching. Oh, he's and watching. Ariel was probably going to go on a rant about him on his show on Monday. <laughs> I, it's like, this dude is from Montreal. Okay? Sami Zayn, Montreal. They sit down and do an interview. So was he was he upset when he sat down and did the interview with Triple H? Was he upset about that one too? Was Tony Khan mad? Was was he mad? I have I, no idea. You know, I Tony Khan. It's like he he gets so enraged, and it's like, dude, no one is no one is tied. You know, that's like fightful wrestling. If we were to see Sean Ross go over here to AEW, are we supposed to be mad? He's a wrestling reporter. <laughs> are we supposed to be mad? Like, what what are you supposed to do there? And Tony Khan, he's a joke. He's a joke. He should get his emotions under control. That's all. Yeah, so next episode, we're going to talk more about Tony Khan's emotions. I think <laughs> it, it'll be a great topic, Tony. Stop acting like a bitch or a billionaire. <laughs> billionaire crying on Twitter no, like a little he's, bitch. He's the, he's the little, he's, he's, you know, the guy that always got what he wants and then when he doesn't get it, it's like, oh my god, he want to come to my party. You're so mean. You're biased. It's like, and Mike, shout out to Michael Cole. Shout out to Michael Cole. Michael Cole always gonna stand up for what's right. Cause if anybody knows wrestling, it's Michael Cole. I don't know what this man's been studying, but Michael Cole knows like everything. He knows. I think everything. Michael Cole got people studying shit for him. It, it, it don't matter. He presents it like he knows it. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. See you. Stay tuned to the Half Right Podcast. <laughs>